0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of the penultimate set of pre-split fixtures Michael Beale wants to move on from his feeling of Morelos injustice but faces a long injury list tomorrow He and Ange Postacoglu are united in their condemnation of abuse sent towards Kevin Clancy That's his Celtic eye up a record-breaking end to the season And a huge weekend starts tonight with Ross County Aberdeen with an Edinburgh derby and a whole lot more to come tomorrow and Sunday I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Cammy Bell And Hugh Keevans It's a three day extravaganza If you ask me Because that Aberdeen game in Dingwall Is vitally important Aberdeen five wins on the bounce If they win tonight It's a five point lead over Hearts So Stephen Naismith leads them Into the Edinburgh Derby tomorrow 12.30 kickoff. And what will the mood be like At Ibrooks, The league Done and dusted last week By Celtic how will the Rangers fans be feeling? What they will not want to see is the loss of any more points prior to Celtic being at Kilmarnock on Sunday and Ange Postacoglu looking to join those Celtic managers, Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers, who've won 100 league points plus. Yeah, massive weekend too, as you said. Um, some massive games, as you said, starting tonight for me, Aberdeen, who are in fantastic form, and then you go to Hearts Hibs, who two sides that are struggling. Hearts have changed their manager, and Rangers really do need to bounce back. And Celtic go away to Kilmarnock side, who are strong at home, but I'd imagine Celtic will be able to take care of business there. 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need on your Friday night Clyde One Super Scoreboard So give us a call right now Let us know what is on your mind Rangers fans, a lot of ground covered by Michael Beale today He praised Ross Wilson He thanked him for the job that he did He confirmed that he will oversee things in the meantime He'll be able to finalise any transfers He's telling you, don't worry This will not impact any transfer business across the summer he has an incredible injury list tomorrow So I wonder what you make Of that Rangers fans Connor Goldson out Ryan Kent out Ryan Jack Antonio Cholak And then guys like Rid Van Yilmaz and Scott Wright Who are maybe on the periphery anyway So what is going on with injuries generally And who are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow then How do you feel about the end of the season I mean is, is the league done Everyone says yes what, what does that mean? I'm assuming you're not going to turn up happy uh, To see Rangers drop points But but what does it mean? What, what are you looking for Between now and the end of the season? Who do you want to see uh, Given a chance? Who are you looking forward to seeing In light of all these injuries? And Celtic fans Ange Postacoglu is not bothered one bit uh, By breaking records But what do you think? You're looking at that points tally The goals tally How are you feeling uh, Between now and the end of the season? And as the guys have said A whole host of talking points For every single club out there So come on down please 0141 951 1025 I mean I get it Hugh They call it the business end of the season For a reason But genuinely Every single fixture Yep Ross County Aberdeen County's relegation woes Aberdeen on third place Looking to cement it Barry Robson wants that job longer Hibs Hart tomorrow A crisis derby You could call it in yep. Edinburgh Motherwell Dundee United United fighting for their lives Levy St Johnson Terrible place Relegation battles Top six We've covered Rangers St Mirren Kelly Celtic Every single game Laced with meaning Well let me start with the crisis derby As you have christened it Because Hart's manager Robbie Nielsen Lost his job 
Because of five defeats on the bounce If Hibs lose tomorrow At home To Hearts With an interim boss in charge In Stephen Naismith That will be Hibs Fifth defeat on the bounce If he used the Edinburgh metric Lee Johnson could be in trouble As for Ibrox tomorrow afternoon The one thing that Michael Beale wants to avoid Is any further embarrassment He's 12 points behind Celtic Which is an embarrassment for the Rangers supporters He cannot afford to drop anything Against a very clever St Mirren side Who did for Robbie Nielsen last weekend at Tynecastle That's the kind of intrigue that's going on this weekend And also just before we we move on here I feel like it's important to point out That everything this week has been viewed Really through the lens of, of what happened at Celtic Park last week yeah. And I just took one look at Cammy Bell when he came in here And I can confirm to the listening audience That suntan tells me that's a man <laughs> that did not watch the game Anywhere near the west of Scotland last week Well, you know, as I watched the rain come down He made me feel even more peely-wally <laughs> when he came in the door And I, I met a man with a tan Where have you been? Lovely, Tenerife, that was absolutely gorgeous Watching the old firm in Tenerife, can't beat that <laughs> Anyway 01419511025 So come on then Rangers fans Loads From Michael Beale today That injury list tomorrow What do you make of that? He spoke about Kevin Clancy Refereeing decisions last week Ross Wilson Transfer plans going forward It's all there Celtic fans you Eyeing up a record breaking End to the season Kelly can be described as tough Because they have a good home record The pitch But he did win quite comfortably there Earlier on in this season Hearts is a great situation To talk about Aberdeen It is all there tonight 0141 951 1025 Let's hear from Michael Beale then Looking back on Last week He had a lot to say About moments of Controversy afterwards And this is his take What are we Six days on mm. Something like that Here we are I wasn't involved around the answering of questions and stuff that. For me, the game was done. Uh, I disagree with one decision. I got it wrong on another because the angle that I'd seen, I thought it had hit uh, the boy's arm. It hadn't, so fair play. But I still think the first decision was was the wrong one. And it's up for debate, but the game's gone. We're not going to be able to change the result of the game or anything. I think any of the stuff that I've read and seen earlier, don't know the actual facts about, but if Kevin's been getting abuse, I think it's, it's, it's not something that we, we can accept, accept in football and it's something that as a club we condemn and, and we're not happy with. I think the referee, whoever the referee is in, in whatever game around the world, it's a difficult job as it is. On the day the referee goes to make the decisions that he sees, I happen to think in that moment it, it was a wrong decision, but across the whole game, you can't count too many decisions that were, were up for debate. It was just that one moment and it had an impact. And after every big derby game, certainly this derby, it drags on for days and days and days. And we need to be careful of that. I thought it was a good game against two teams. Unfortunately, we can't have second best. I'm disappointed in that more than anything else. Well, he's right to uh, correct himself over Jota. It didn't hit him in the arm or anything like it. Uh, and where, he also, where did it hit him? Uh, in the, the groin area Just wondering how you would uh, <laughs> He is also correct to say It's time for Rangers to get over it I mean it's gone They lost 3-2 They're 12 points behind And he's also correct to Denounce those who Targeted a referee But even worse than that The referee's innocent wife And children People who do that kind of thing Are Without qualification An absolute disgrace And it is shameful And uh, I hope that the Clancy family Have not been put through 
too much I know he's on VAR duty this weekend uh, But we cannot have these games Being refereed by men who are afraid of the consequences If there's a controversial moment in the game What are we coming to? I think certainly lots of rival fans If you like Cammy Were, were hoping Michael Beale would acknowledge That he called it wrong on the, the Jota one certainly yep. And it's always important for, for managers to do that Because look, fan, fans can feel robbed as long as they like there, is, yep. there are no rules on it But eventually when the dust settles Michael Beale needs to fix the things he can fix And look at how he improves Rangers To A, win that fixture And B, start overtaking his, his rivals generally If you just sit back for months and say Oh well, it was all just because of a dodgy decision And a mistake we made I can't imagine any manager operates like that no, and I think Michael Peel's right. What he said, he's obviously came out and, and says, "Look, I got that that one wrong, but I still disagree with the Morelos goals that got the goal that got chopped off, uh, which I do as well." But I don't think that's the reason that Rangers lost the game. They lost the game because they lost poor goals, individual errors, and and when you make individual errors in big games of football, that costs you costs you goals, which costs you games. So. Listen, Michael Beale will be disappointed at the decision um, And listen, it's an opinion of somebody, um, the referee uh, But that didn't lose him the game It was the individual errors that lost them the game So yeah, I think he'll have analysed that and, and make sure that the players that were involved in them situations Know that um, it wasn't good enough And they need to move on from it Because the game has gone uh, Craig's a Rangers fan to kick things off How are you Craig? Ah, not too bad, Gordon. Thanks. How's, your, how's it going, lad? Yes, can't Good, complain. Yeah. I'm a bit angry about Cammy Bell's tan, quite frankly, but <laughs> I'll get over it. What What are you thinking then tonight, having heard Michael Beale there? Yeah, well, listen, I think obviously everything that we're doing now is about momentum building, isn't it, towards the, the cup final? Obviously, we've got some injuries there, which I'm, you know, we need to kind of address. Um, but it does, does sound like the majority of them aren't, uh, maybe Goldson aren't, Sort of major things because um, obviously you want to go into a cup final and a cup a semi final, sorry, but it's as important as a final in all reality. In a couple of weeks' time, um, with a full strength squad. Um, that being said, though, the luxury you've got at a point in the season where league tight was gone, don't you know, the league games you're just fulfilling fixtures now at this point because it's not like we're not going to be getting caught in second place, are we? So, um, maybe you can maybe experiment with the squad a bit. You know, bring a couple of players in um, to get minutes and legs. So I suppose we get that that opportunity. Um, but obviously, we still have to make sure that we finish the season strongly, um, as strong as possible. Um, obviously, I wouldn't want us to fall further behind Celtic in the league as much as the league's done. I don't want us to be, you know, finishing twenty odd points behind them, which can happen if you just switch off. So yeah, it's it, it's mixed. It's also disappointing because I don't know what the guys feel. I feel like you know. When was the last time we had a, a proper title race that you went into the post-split games and the title race was very much still up for grabs? It has been at least a good 10, 12 years since the last time we were anywhere close to a race like that. Um, and as much as it's not good for the nerves, it's something I'd like to see come back at some point. Yeah, I, I get that. It has been you know, a long period of real Celtic dominance yeah. and then the season that the Rangers fought back, they won it comfortably. It's a fair point from Craig. It's, um... Celtic are going for the fifth treble in seven seasons. Uh, so that's a measure of their domination uh, under Brendan Rodgers and then uh, Neil Lennon came in and uh, also uh, you've got Ange Postecoglou. So that's... What Rangers have to aim for Celtic are To use Martin O'Neill's word The benchmark uh, But 
between now and the end of the season, Michael Beale doesn't want a points gap to build up that on mm. top of Celtic, possibly, I underline possibly getting the treble, you've lost the league to them by a, a, a yawning gap. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Craig, we just heard Michael Beale there talking about trying to, to draw a line under the feeling of injustice from last week. He, he still thinks the Morelos decision was wrong. He admits that he got the Jota one wrong. You know, Condemning the abuse Fired at Kevin Clancy As well What do you make Of those comments Absolutely 100% You know That was one of the reasons I phoned up about as well I think the abuse Towards Kevin Clancy Is nothing short of disgusting I think the people Responsible Should they be identified Should be punished accordingly um, And should never be allowed To set foot at Ibrox Ever again um, Because for me Look Do I think Kevin Clancy Got it right last week No I don't However That being said I think out with that, he had a pretty good game and he doesn't deserve abuse for a decision, which actually is one of those ones that can go either way anyway. I don't think it's that egregious. I mean, there's no decision that would ever be that egregious in the first place to, to merit that. Um, and I think it's very clumsy for however his contact details have got out. We need to protect that, you know, referee's private confidential details as much as we can because unfortunately there are idiots in this country who will behave like that. Um, but referees make mistakes VR officials make mistakes It is the nature of football But you can't be threatening people And, and giving them the kind of abuse Like that Because they just don't deserve it And as far as I'm concerned I don't blame Kevin Clancy for us losing that game I blame Ben Davies And I blame John Sutter For two stupid silly mistakes It's actually not something we've debated That much this week Cammy. It's, it's a news story And we've, we've talked about it And it's been on our news channels And all the rest of it And I picked that word carefully Because there's not really a debate to be had here I yeah. think anybody in their right mind Knows abusing referees Is wildly unacceptable so There's not a great not a great deal more to add to that sadly no, there's not And, and uh, listen, um, Craig said it there You do get idiots in that, that are online And, and make these silly um, comments to, to referees um, And it's it's disgraceful It shouldn't happen Referees should feel comfortable to go and referee a football match And then listen it's it's uh, They're doing their best as they can at the job And if they get decisions wrong They get decisions wrong We can debate and talk about it But it doesn't go any further than that um, So it's it's absolutely disgusting to see that That has been happening to Kevin Clancy and his family um, So hopefully, as Craig said The people can be pulled out and, and caught that, um, that have made these claims This is Ange Postacoglu's take on it all It's concerning for any person mate We, we shouldn't be even talking about it That, that somebody needs to go to those lengths um, To invade a, a, an individual's kind of personal life Is um, I mean we're all We all understand we work in a public space And, and with that comes scrutiny But you know that, that should begin and end Within the profession of what we work in Not go into our personal lives and uh, I mean last week if you look at it it was yeah you know, it was a, it was a real sort of derby game it had a bit of everything but it wasn't a great game it was a game that was riddled with mistakes from both sides both sides players and dare I say managers made a lot, a lot more mistakes than the, the officials did on the day so why we we need to separate that I mean it's not like um, you know from my perspective if anyone analyzed that game of things at one moment decided that then they're not really looking at the big picture. There's a decision there. Everyone's got opinions on it. It's not fact-based because it's not like it's an offside or something you can clearly see. It's an opinion-based thing and everyone gives their opinion. Ultimately, one person has to make the decision. You know, that's where we've got to have respect for the officials and, and allow them to, to do their job. Um, and within the context of that, whatever opinions we had, I thought we should add a penalty at Ibrox. But 
you know, it doesn't really matter. That was a mistake riddled derby last week uh, by both teams. And, you know, to, to sort of isolate the officials as to the reasoning why the contest one way, went one way or another, I think, gives a false impression. And I think it adds to unnecessary pressure to the people making decisions. Celtic fans, what's on your mind this weekend? Thank you to Craig for kicking us off. How much do you care about record points and goals, tallies and most wins and all the rest of it? Rangers fans, if you want to keep going on uh, that stuff, you can do. But there was a lot in there today. Ross Wilson's departure, what it means going forward and another long injury list. What does that mean for tomorrow? Who are you looking forward to seeing uh, in the coming games? Let us know. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Who else would you rather spend your Friday night with than Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell? They don't answer that, but do give us a call on 0141-951-1025 if you want to talk football ahead of the weekend. There is a lot happening in terms of press conferences from managers today. Lots of interesting things being said. And then on the pitch tomorrow... Uh, it all heats up quite nicely On the pitch tonight in fact Ross County against Aberdeen Gets us underway And we've even got Top of the table Well if you're Queen's Park uh, Action in the championship Against bottom uh, Of the table Hamilton Ackies um, to A top scenario And a bottom scenario I'm not saying Are Hamilton actually Bottom of the table I'm not saying they are I mean they're yes, Down there yeah, They're down yeah. there Cover my own back on that one It keeps changing Anyway uh, Let's hear from Michael Beale On Rangers injury problems for this weekend. A few names missing that perhaps we didn't expect when we woke up this morning. Uh, it's there's quite a bit, uh, quite a few that are unavailable this weekend. Connor Goldson's still unavailable. Uh, Ridvan Yilmaz has, has come out of training early in the week. He's unavailable. Antonio Cholak come out of training yesterday. He's unavailable. Scott Wright is unavailable as well. Uh, Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent. We'll have to assess. I don't, I don't. I think one or two are just uh, nicks and niggles that we don't want to take a risk on right now. Uh, obviously, Connor, we know, is going to be uh, away with a with a possibility of playing next weekend. But we're, we've got an eye, obviously, on the semi-final for him. Ryan Kent, uh, right at the end of the game, had an awkward landing and he's got quite a lot of bruising around it and has not been able to come back to training this week. So we just need to assess where that is early part of next week. Uh, Ridvan will be back. Tony has a slight problem with his calf. Jacko yesterday just opened his knee out a little bit, but we don't think there's anything major there. You'll be sick of these injury updates by now, David, I'm sure. Um, what do you make of this latest one? Um, that's what it is. Um, these things happen. But I think on your positive side, it gives some of these French players who've been maybe sitting on the bench week in, week out, never get a chance, get a chance to impress the manager for next season. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The, the, the league's over. We've got to admit it. We're not going to win the league. Give these players a chance to get some Premiership football. Give them a chance to blood them. See how they, see how they can cope with the pressure. Yeah, it's interesting, Cammy, because I did, you know, we, we floated earlier in the week, you know, would, could Rangers do that anyway? If the league is done and you, you're trying to find solutions and, and look at players' futures, why would you not mix things up a bit? But now Michael Beale might have to, quite simply, because Goldson plays every game, Kent plays every game, Jack plays most. They're all unavailable. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to. And uh, um, as David says, it's an opportunity to, for these fringe players to get uh, some game time, um, to feel that pressure, the expectation, and see how they react to it. But at the end of the day, Rangers fans will still expect... To win games of football There's nothing yeah, Like true, listen They need to win games of football If you're a Rangers player 
whether you're a young lad or a senior player getting an opportunity you need to win games of football that's what it's all about being a Rangers player um, so it is an opportunity but also Rangers fans won't accept that gap getting any bigger at all it's too big as it yeah. is but um, it's an opportunity you can't experiment for experiment's sake not when you're in Rangers position because David would reserve the right mm-hmm. where Rangers to lose tomorrow and Celtic beat Kilmarnock on Sunday and go 15 points clear David and other Rangers sure. fans would reserve the right to say what's this all about yeah. the, the, and as the gap gets wider and wider the pressure mounts mm-hmm. on Michael Beale with regard to the Scottish Cup semi-final and Celtic's yet to be played game at Ibrox doesn't need to be experimenting though as such does it because we get loads of Rangers fans who phone in especially weeks like this and say Ryan Kent's not doing it He plays every yep. week His performances are underwhelming So I think the point would be And this is now redundant Because he's injured yep. anyway Not saying experiment But why would you Ryan Kent or anyone Why would you keep persevering With guys that are out of form When The, the, league, the league's done Why, I think know, why he's would you not try And find something else He's already persevered with Kent When he's out of form Because he's been out of form For some considerable time Likewise Alfredo Morelos um, Who will what, Have to play tomorrow yeah, Because there's no Cholak yep. Or does Sakala Go through the middle Well I would guess He would go with Alfredo Morelos um, But The the atmosphere at Ibrox Will be interesting tomorrow Because David said He's quite He's resigned to the fact That Celtic have won the league He doesn't need the rest of the games To be played He knows in his mind That Celtic have won the league Interesting If everyone turns up at Ibrox In that frame of mind But It is Rangers They are at home they're playing a clever St Mirren side But the Rangers fans will expect to win And they will take it badly If they don't get all three I th- points I think some of the Rangers fans might Silently say that the league's over But they'll expect to get three points tomorrow There'll be nothing sure. less accepted and, and again, they'll let the players know If mm. there's not three points on the board tomorrow They'll let the players know about it David, is there anyone in particular then? What, what does this do? Who do you want to see? Who do you think deserves a chance? Who can... Make the most of this run into the end of the season? I think Lowry's still under, isn't he? Lowry, is Lowry back fit again? No, that's a good question. He's not been back on the bench or anything, so he was. He certainly had some issues previously, and he's had a difficult time personally as well. But but there have been occasions when he's been fit and actually hasn't yeah. been involved anyway. Cammy, so it'd be a surprise if uh, he was. Yeah, to... and he's listen. He's one player I really really like. I think he's a he's had a tough time out of injury, and obviously personal reasons is, is set him aside as well. So. Um, but I'd love to see him on the pitch I think he's such a talented player And he's a player for the future for Rangers as well um, He's had a hard season So hopefully he can bounce back and react from it And hopefully maybe get some game time between now and the end of the season But I'm unsure where he is at the moment Obviously with regards to his injury and his personal circumstances Yeah and I wonder even David Guys like, I mean I saw Rabi Matondo's back fit isn't he? He played, he was on the bench Unused sub I think against Dundee United Wasn't on the bench um, In the Celtic game I mean Still a guy that you know, was signed for a lot of money Relatively speaking Presumably then earns a lot of money Relatively speaking And it, you know, unless someone buys him you know, We'll be there next season So is it a chance for someone like him? Uh, to be honest I haven't been impressed Any time he's been on the park I think Tillman is it, is it a case of he's not been given time? I mean Tillman was slated at the start But now he's coming good He's one of the, the stick-ons every week but is it, is it just because Matondo hasn't been playing He hasn't managed to shine Is this his chance I haven't been impressed with him Whenever he's been on the park I must admit I think he's too lightweight There'll be a few Cammy Because even 
someone who you know presumably plays tomorrow is say John Souter for instance. Yep. So horrid time. Really interesting stuff from him today. Actually, pretty much explaining that that debut that he had against Livingston, yep. he, unless I've picked him up wrong, he played that game with a fractured ankle. Was was what he essentially said today. He said he felt something before the Livy game. Yep. Then during the Livy game, got a scan. And found that there was a stress fracture in his ankle So it sounds like he made his Rangers debut With a broken ankle essentially Unless I'm being dramatic Back in the team at the absence of Conor Goldson But you kind of know Goldson plays when when he's fit So John Souter just needs to take whatever chance he can get Absolutely Listen, John Souter's a, a fantastic player He's had a tough time of injury throughout his whole career And that's probably why um, I've I seen John Souter's comments And he, he, he said he should have been more honest And I, again, it's probably why he's not been honest He's been under he's under so much pressure You've signed for Rangers, such a big club A huge opportunity And he's felt that pressure to think Do you know what, I've got an opportunity to play here I'm feeling something in my ankle Always been accused of being injured Yes, injury and, and that does play in the back of your head Listen, I had a lot of injuries when I played as well And it, it does, it starts to play in your mind That people... Tag you if you're injury prone You're always injured And, and that's, that's difficult to shrug off So John probably felt that That tag being put on him as a Rangers player And the expectation as a Rangers player So so much higher than obviously being at Hearts just, uh, just, just to go back to Robbie uh, Matondo Every time I read anything about Ross Wilson Matondo's name is used as One of those who uh, Proved that Ross Wilson Wasn't the best that he could have been For Rangers so he would have to make a tremendous leap from nowhere into the first team tomorrow. I think Michael Beale, the injuries are mounting, but he has to be careful with team selection because I keep going back to it. The Rangers fans will not accept anything less than three points tomorrow. Yeah, I'm certain of that. Thank you very much though to David. What do you think out there, this injury list? What do you make of it? In terms of the injury list, is quite um, a strange one for me yeah. because again, uh, Michael Beale has made comments that he doesn't like players that are always injured. Mm-hmm. He said that openly that he, lo- he likes players that are available mm-hmm. for him all all the time going forward. And their injury list this yeah. this season has been incredible. It's yeah. been very very big. So I don't know what that's down to. Someone like Ryan Jack is interesting, isn't it? Because he's out of contract, but yep. Michael Beale has said that, or you know, he would like to keep Ryan Jack. Does that? Contradict what you what you said about having players that are always fit and available. I think Michael Beale did say today that he's, you know, I know, but Ryan's played as much football you know recently as he as he has in a long time, which probably is true. But he still misses a lot, a lot of football matches, and now he's out again. Yeah, he, he does. I still I think Ryan Jack. Some of his injuries have been impact injuries sure. as well because he's he puts his into tackles yeah. and stuff like that. But there's got to be something that's at the bottom of this huge injury list that Rangers have had this season. They need to avoid that next season because it has cost them at times this season. Uh, okay, let's go back to the phones in just a second. Let's hear more from the Celtic camp. Alistair Johnson uh, was the player up today. He says the league leaders can't afford to start thinking about becoming champions again despite the twelve point advantage. But he does know they're on the brink of something special. Now our full focus is is on Kilmarnock this weekend. Um, and that's been the joy of this group, I think. It's just they're just so laser-focused. There's so much talent in this squad from top to bottom that you have to be focused every single day at trading because you potentially lose your spot if you don't. And again, we know that if we keep progressing, you know, taking those little steps, um, just getting 1% better every day um, and focusing on that, that no one can touch us. And, and that's always a great feeling too. You know, we really feel confident that we can go into every single match and and pick up the three points. And again, if you do that, 
you know, you put yourself in, in a great position to, to do something really special at the end of the year. But we're not focused on that. We're just focused on each day at training and, and whatever, you know, team is up next at the weekend. Let's bring in Simon, who's a Celtic fan in Newton Merns. Simon, what are you thinking then as we close in on presumably a title? Yeah, what I was thinking is that the mentality that Andrew's actually put in at Celtic Park has been fantastic. I think that's what's going to be the case for the rest of the season for us, as well as the semi-final as well. I think we're going to do really well, and I think the, the positivity and the mentality is absolutely perfect and the way it needs to be for Celtic. Yeah, look, I mean, it's easy here, I think, for, for players, any player, any manager to give us a, you know, one game at a time. We oh. don't look too far ahead. But you, you do wonder how much... It, Behind closed doors, how does it work? Is it, a, is it a constant repetition of that message from Ange Postecoglou? Because they do, they do genuinely all seem to be sort of on on that wavelength rather yeah. than just saying it. Alistair Johnson's had fifteen games as a Celtic player, and he's a cult hero already for Simon and all the other Celtic fans. Ange Postecoglou delights in Alistair Johnson and all of the other players and I think the manager is in the mood for a grandstand finale I know that he will not entertain any of the showbiz talk about 100 points and more uh, going to get more points, more goals than Brendan Rodgers or Martin O'Neill that's never going to be Ange Postacoglu's concern I think he simply wants to win 7 league games a cup semi-final And then he'll say That's not the final one But it is The semi-final between Celtic and Rangers Is the final So I think that's what Ange Postacoglu has in mind Beginning at Kilmarnock On Sunday No let up So I mean is it Is it, is it mentality that makes the difference then to, In terms of going from Maybe winning a title To being a sort of record breaker Cammy Because I think everybody acknowledges Celtic should win The vast majority Of the football games In this league but football's not always that simple So is is that the bit you need to take it to the level of consistency that they're showing? Is that is that a mental thing? Yeah, I think um, the mentality, as Simon said Is is one of the key factors why Celtic are where they are um, They consistently win football games And that's difficult to do To consistently win games week in, week out When the pressure's on you That they're playing Rangers, their, their rivals um, At Celtic Park they, they get the result they need to um, And that's down to a mentality that Ange Drives into them day in day out of, of the way they train Because I spoke to guys in there That are basically they, they have to train at high intensity Because he believes that If they don't train at high intensity How can you repeat that on a Saturday And that's where you need to produce your performances To win games of football So they do it day in day out As Alistair Johnson just said in his interview If they can get 1% better each day They think that nobody can touch them And they're, they're in a really good place at the moment But I do believe mentality is a huge, huge part to play in it Simon, how much do you concern yourself with you know, the number of points that the league is won by or record points tallies or record goals tallies, how much importance do you as a fan put on those things? Well, football is a funny game. Obviously, there's games you can win and lose, but as I say, if the mentality is right, even if the results don't go for you and the players are pulling in the same direction, I think that's the important bit because then you can see that the team's playing for the manager, they're playing for the club, and that's the difference. Celtic got that a long time ago, Hugh. Yeah. Now, now they are winning all the time. So the the bit about you know results might not always go your way. They are though you, at the moment. You look at Ange Postecoglou. Since he came to Scotland from the J League, it took him six games to work out Scottish football. In his first six games, he lost three and he won three. 
Thereafter, he went on a 32-game unbeaten run to win the league last season. And this season, he's dropped points to St Mirren, who beat Celtic, and to Rangers, who got a draw with Celtic at Ibrox. Six games. And since those first six games, Ange Postacoglu has lost one. He spoke today, Cammy, talking about you know maybe him being a, an outsider, if you like, has maybe helped because it's easier for him not to get caught up in the Glasgow madness. Yep. He said maybe that's the case for a lot of his players that have come in fresh as well. Just based on the fact that you've been teammates with lots of different types of, of character, though, yep. w- will there be people in that dressing room that will be thinking, oh, you know, yeah, set my sights on that record goals tally or record points tally? Did some players need that little... These little incentives Even if Ange Postacoglu says It's not something they're looking at Listen I, I think the players will be desperate To to get that points tallying But the way they do that Is just win every single game Between now and the end of the season And and as you said that There's no reason why they can't do that Because they're in such great form under Ange I don't think I think you're right By saying that Different cultures And, and the, the manager coming from a different culture as well He doesn't get caught up in, in too much of it But listen They'll absolutely know What the, the Glasgow rivalry Is all about now Because a lot of them Have been here long enough To understand it uh, Know what The culture of Scottish football Is about now as well So I, I just feel as if they, They've got the they, they never get too far ahead of themselves Especially Ange Postacoglu he, he takes it each game as it comes he speaks well He never gets too up and too down That's one of the big things for me When they got beat by Iceman It wasn't a crisis he, he, he spoke to the media very calm Said they weren't good enough on that day And that was it He says we move on to the next game And they, and they did that And they moved on to the next game And won the next game So I, I just feel as if his personality um, Rubs off on a lot of the players And they go into games very calm And understanding of what the job is there to be done Thank you Simon 01419511025 It's the perfect time to call So why not let us know What you're thinking tonight And we'll try and get you on next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell Are here It's 01419511025 Or you can get us over there On Twitter At Clyde SSB as well So please do get in touch Friday night On the pitch So much to look forward to This weekend Two big games in the Across the Premiership And Championship Tonight uh, And then tomorrow we're, we're, we're in that territory Things can properly Start being won and lost I mean League One title Could be wrapped up this weekend For Dunfermline of course Sterling Albion are almost Over the line Are you forgetting Who Dunfermline are playing? <laughs> Palmerston Pip Yes uh, yeah. a Big crowd at East End Park He'll be a, He's a proper showman. manager tomorrow yeah, he is We'll see if he spoils the party um, But there's there's a lot happening out there So do pick up the phone And let us know what you're thinking And we've got Friday night football as well I'll give you some team news Ahead of that one very quickly In terms of Aberdeen's lineup: up uh, Kilarus and goal uh, McCrory, Scales, Shinny, Miovsky Duke, Hayes, Pollock Clarkson, Duncan and McDonald I don't think there's any Queries about who the main man is At the moment Cammy Duke he's, a, he's entering that conversation of Is he the best player outside the old firm Is he even one that The old firm would consider looking at You know these are the types of questions that Usually go towards The, the so called best of the rest of players is he, is he one of them Yeah I think he's definitely up there But again he's, his form's completely turned Since uh, Barry Robson's Took over. Um, I think he's just uh, he's a confidence player. I think when he's when he's on form, he's so dangerous and he he just gets goals all the time. He's 
He's hugely important for Aberdeen. He's, he's, he's almost put them in the position that they're in at the moment. Not just solely him, but listen, his goals are, are very, very important. But I wouldn't quite say yet that the old firm would be looking at him. But if he did it over a longer, consistent period, then why not? Uh, it's a massive game, that, though, isn't it, Hugh? When you look yeah. at Aberdeen are now all of a sudden in the driving seat for third. Granted, it's very tight, but they are third. You know, it's all in their own hands. And. Been quite the turnaround since Barry Robson came in. Barry Robson has grabbed his chance with both hands, and subconsciously, Barry Robson knows that if he wins tonight, and Aberdeen's next game is Rangers at Petaudry, he knows if he wins those two matches, he's a shoe in for the job. He'll be the Aberdeen manager next season, and in his own quiet, calm way, he has turned things around. He and Stuart Kettlewell are. In recent weeks, the success stories in the Premier Division out with you-know-who at the top. Yeah, Ross Laidlaw on goal for County. Randall, Baldwin, Watson and Smith. So no Yakaviti uh, for Ross County. Harmon, Latoury, Kenna and Sims. And uh, what a handful these two can be on their day. Simon Murray and Jordan White. You wonder if it's that type of firepower that might keep Ross County up. Yeah, they're going to need goals from from them too. Um, obviously, Brophy as well involved. They're going to have to they're going to have to score goals. Um, Ross County, and it's a big opportunity for them tonight. Aberdeen are in great form, but Ross County are at home. Um, they know that they're playing on the Friday night, so if they can get three points, it just puts the pressure on the teams that are obviously below them and above them. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a big big match for both clubs tonight. Let's bring in Paul on the line and get his thoughts tonight. Paul, take it away. Hey, hi Gordon, hi guys. Uh, looking forward to the game on Sunday as 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 normal, to be honest. Uh, but also starting to think that it might be the last few games that we see some of these Celtic players because I think uh, plan for the Champions League. I'm hoping we win the league. Uh, even for me, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. But I think that Ange will have in place plans to offload a few guys uh, I think that you'll see the, the the Champions League whatever way you looked at it was done some great performances without winning them so really it's not really a great performance but I think that there'll be changes uh, I think there'll be changes in the defence I think that uh, Abada will leave and I think that the agents probably know how Ange works so I think if you want a move I think you will start sending out a few vibes and I think as soon as he gets him he'll think right you're not for me uh, but I think there'll be changes I hope there's no changes as in Carter Vickers but if somebody came in with a big money bid you don't know but I think the guy to go will be Starfelt now I'm a Starfelt fan I know Hugh likes to uh, he's never been too keen on him I think I, I like Starfelt but I think in the defence the one that would go would be him uh, and I don't know if the replacement's already there or he's got another one planned to come in Hugh do you think Ange Postacoglu has always spoken about being a transfer window ahead yep. if you like anyway so he, he I'm almost certain he would say that the planning is not affected by the fact that the league's almost sewn up but you, you do wonder if it does allow you for it any more well, for instance, you know you know where you stand with the Champions League. We spoke about this last week. So yeah. budgetary-wise and so on, you, you kind of know where you stand there. So I wonder if having the league 
Almost wrapped up early Does allow you just Even an extra couple of percent In terms of forward planning I'm sure that Ange Postacoglu Has got his targets And I'd be surprised If they went well down the road Into the bargain There will be obvious Targets for other clubs Rio Hatati being the main one I think uh, And then it comes down to business Because if Celtic got offered Exceptional money for Rio Hatati And they didn't pay that much to get him It would fit the Celtic player trading model He would go And Ange Postacoglu would look to do An Alistair Johnson on that one Whereby he Got rid of Joseph Juranovic and made a 300% profit on what Celtic had paid for Juranovic, and then got in a player who was younger, I would say better, and didn't cost as much. Mm. What makes so, you, what makes you think Carl Starfelt would be sold, Paul? I mean, Ange Postacoglu plays him every single time that he can. There's not been any talk of either clubs being interested or him being unhappy. So what makes you think that's one that changes in the summer? Well, there has been... There are, I, I don't know, it's probably just the social media I look at. There has been talk of some uh, premiership teams being interested in Starfield, but I look at the I look at the defence and I look at the the guy that's probably the most prone to a water for want of a better word. And it's Starfield. It is Starfield. I mean, I I like the guy, I I, I don't want him sold, but I'm I'm no bothered if there's somebody better comes in. Yeah, I think in the in the defensive lineup, I think would he be would he be saw as the weakest link? Uh, definitely no Carter Vickers, definitely no Greg Taylor. Uh, I think he's probably the weakest, and I feel bad at saying that because I like him. I, I think he's a great player coming forward, but I think if there's a whopper in there with somebody. I think it's him, so I think that's maybe the one that would. I mean, and that, like for that, that reason, but that that may that may well be true. You know, if you're talking about if because somebody has to be the weakest, but I think yeah. the point I was trying to make, there is no indication that Ange Postecoglou thinks that he's weak. Whether it's weaker than the rest, Ange Postecoglou likes him, plays him as you say every time out. Uh, Kobayashi will have to wait his turn, and I think Kobayashi looks a very promising player. But I do not think that Carl Starfelt would be a target for clubs in the English Premier League, if that's what we're talking about, first and foremost. I don't think he could play in the English Premier League. I don't think he's that standard. I agree, I agree. Um, I think if if any English Premier League um, club was looking at a Celtic centre-half, it'd be Carter Vickers for me. He's the, he's the best out of the two. Um, Starfelt's still a good defender. I, I agree with Paul that he's the one that looks like he, he's got a, a, a clanger in him maybe a mistake he dwells on the ball he, he sometimes goes for two or three minutes in a game but then he composes himself and gets himself back and he listen Celtic's defence is very strong but Ange Postecoglou will be looking to strengthen the team throughout he'll want more competition he understands that that's why they are where they are at the moment because of the competition they have but his job in the summer is to make Celtic even better and more competitive in European football there we are is this the boredom of being 12 points clear at this stage Paul your mind's already wandering into the future which is absolutely fine of course thank you to Paul which brings us up nicely to time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football delighted last night absolutely delighted we got to a tie break and we got a victory for the listeners Tony from Bolton Got it bang on the nose oh. We were looking What was it what, what percentage of Scottish Cups Have been won by Celtic and Rangers 
And he got bang on 55% Right oh. on the nose Superb uh, So it's all to play for tonight If you fancy Beat the Pundit To start your weekend And why wouldn't you It's 0141 951 1025 And the lines close at 7 So be quick Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans are in the building And they're waiting for you to get in touch So 0141 951 1025 To recap we've heard from Michael Beale and Ange Postacoglu uh, Condemning the abuse same that Kevin Clancy last week Bro- um, Ross Wilson see because we've been talking about him a lot mm-hmm. Michael Beale wants to draw a line under the Morelos incident Admits he got the Jota one wrong it wants to move on But Ross Wilson um, As I said He's moved on as well So Michael Beale says That won't impact any Of Rangers transfer plans Does that make you feel More confident Rangers fans What would you like to see happen In that department Kelly Celtic Sunday Aberdeen's trip to Ross County Gets underway in 42 minutes To be precise We'll go there uh, Very soon indeed uh, There's championship action tonight And Edinburgh Derby as well Tomorrow in fact That's first up tomorrow It would be nice to hear from some of you Hibs and Hearts fans as well So please get in touch 01419511025 And we'll speak to you as soon as we finish this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Bit worried about tonight's Beat the Pundit oh. Not going to oh. lie It's either going to be memorable for all the right reasons Or all the wrong reasons Because this little magic screen to my left says Sean and Tony From Greenock But in Dusseldorf On a stag do oh. Apparently Sean and Tony I'm worried about the answer here But how are you both? Don't you worry yourself Gordon We are absolutely brilliant A lot better for this Oh I'm now more worried than I was <laughs> Yeah Quite frankly Rightly Amazing so, yeah. um, Amazing Right interesting uh, Right Don't swear That's all I ask of you okay? Oh, we won't. We're here for the win and the win alone. Good, I like it. I like your positivity. Heads, it'll be Hugh Keevens. Ever been any stag do's to Dusseldorf, Hugh? No, no, that one's passed me by. Yeah, get you, mate. What do you think, Sean and Tony? We fly them out over the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> nah, they've ignored you quite right. I would as well. Uh, heads, it's Hugh, Tails, it's Cammy, and it is Tails. Cammy up against Sean and Tony. So I'm going to give Cammy some clays, some greatest hits radio to listen to. See, old habits almost dying hard. Uh, make sure he can't hear us. Sean and Tony, can you still hear me? Absolutely. Good. 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Yep. Okay. Right, let's go. 30 seconds starting now. Who's the only Swiss player in the Celtic squad? Uh, Benjamin Seagrass What was the score The last time Rangers Played St Mirren uh, 3-1 Rangers Apart from Celtic Name the only other Scottish Premiership side Who've won their last Five games uh, Mother- Motherwell Who scored more league goals For Hibs this season Kevin Nisbet Or Martin Boyle Boyle Who was, who was the most Recent player To reach 50 caps For Scotland uh, Cam McGregor Which Spanish side Did Man United Play last night Severe. Okay, right, let's bring back Cammy. So so far so good. I what mean, is that? Well there's a few different voices kind of oh, shouting right, okay. things, but we'll see how we go. You right, ready? Cool. Yep. Right, thirty seconds on the clock and your time starts now. <sighs> Who's the only Swiss player in the Celtic squad? Pass. What was the score the last time Rangers played St. Mirren? 2-0. Apart from Celtic, who's the only only other premiership side who've won their last five? 
Uh, Aberdeen Who scored more league goals This season for Hibs Nisbet or Boyle uh, Nisbet Who is the most recent player To reach 50 caps For Scotland uh, For Scotland yeah um, McGregor Which Spanish side Did Man United play Seville Last night Who did Derek McInnes Replace as Kelly manager Quickly um, Tommy Wright Okay okay What do we think Sean and Tony Hello We think we've done Not bad Not, not bad, bad. That, That's that's a good, good. level That's good. a good level the, passable. passable The only The only player In the Celtic squad Who's Swiss Is Benjamin Sigrist Ah Should have got that The guy's got it Well done Sean and Tony 1-0 up What was the score The last time Rangers played St Mirren I'm surprised None of you got this Hugh can you remember It was a significant one That's why we've asked uh, It was Yes Sean oh. and who was that Sean or Tony Or someone else Tony Tony, Tony. Tony where were you Five minutes ago Sipping his beer Exactly <laughs> I think these two Are going to fall out Right because there's Another one in a minute That I think they, they Disagreed on uh, It was one each Remember it was Giovanni Van Bronckhorst right. Last, yes, last so game it was, yeah. So still 1-0 to the guys But Cami equalises Aberdeen Have won their last Five games I think this is the one Kevin Nisbet Or Martin Boyle Who shouted Martin Boyle Sean, 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 Sean I I thought someone was going to come in at the back and say Kevin Nisbet, which it was So 2-1 to Cammy. You both got Callum McGregor Who reached 50 caps So Cammy's still one up You both got Sevilla So Cammy stays one up And Tommy Wright is the right answer For the Kilmarnock one I can't believe it It's a 5-3 defeat for Sean and Tony How where did it go wrong? Bad teamwork. Oh, You're gonna blame each other. <laughs> oh, gutted. Gutted for your lads. One last, last risky question. What are the plans for the remainder of the weekend in Dusseldorf? Oh, we can't see it in live radio. Yeah, we're, uh, we're we're going to see for two Dusseldorf. But, uh, That's I need, fine. I need to watch Dusseldorf's commandment on my phone. Good on you. Polite boys Brilliant Think of how wrong That why, last answer could have gone Why Dusseldorf? Why you know, not? I, mean, I can understand the oh, can, Where did Cammy's you, where did you go in your stag do? Quite by Exactly <laughs> Why not? What's not to like About a Some European city My stag, stag do was 52 years ago Incredible They were, I enjoyed that Because they were right on that line They were having a good time And Brilliant. they shared it with us But they didn't say a single thing That can get me in I'm trouble. a wee bit gutted I actually beat them Because they were very good For, for being a stag do That was a risky call to take It was wasn't it? <laughs> Just the thought process Of like Oh right hold on a minute oh. It's 7 o'clock back home Brilliant, so, um, Brilliant that they're listening Amazing <laughs> so, good. so good I liked it Because I think initially Correct me if I'm wrong Producer Chris It was the stag himself Who called in I don't know if the bottle crashed or there were one too many. Or he's tied up somewhere. Exactly. Possibly. Yes. Okay. Not not fit to perform. Failed a little fitness test. I don't know. But Sean and Tony stepped in and they were decent. But no match for Cami Bell. There we go. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need. Rangers fans, we've we've touched on the injuries. So if you want to keep that coming, please do. Who gets a chance tomorrow? Who are you looking forward to seeing? We've touched on Michael Beale drawing a line under. Uh, the perceived injustice from last weekend We've not yet heard his answer on Ross Wilson's departure What it means going forward How it will affect transfers And whether Rangers will go for another uh, sporting director or not So that might be one you can jump in on Right now 01419511025 Celtic fans of course we continue that build up uh, To the trip to Killian Sunday And I definitely want to talk Hibs Hearts lunchtime 
at Easter Road tomorrow But let's go to the Highlands Because Dave Galloway is looking ahead to Ross County against Aberdeen Stake for both teams, Gordon, and a huge game to relish under the lights here in front of a live TV audience as well. Ross County desperate to build on a big win at St Johnson last weekend that boosted their top flight survival hopes. And three points tonight would see them pile the pressure on fellow relegation candidates Kilmarnock and Dundee United. And they have a decent record against this evening's visitors. Two wins and four draws in their last six league meetings. But a fascinating battle at the bottom is matched by the scrap for third place. Aberdeen leading the charge six wins out of eight including five in a row and they do look a different beast under Barry Robson he's certainly galvanised the Don's support as well and there will be two and a half thousand fans through here to cheer their team on. A Reds victory would open up a five point gap over Hearts ahead of the Edinburgh Derby tomorrow lunchtime Ross County make three changes to their starting lineup. It's Baldwin, Watson and Murray in for Yakoviti, Kankola and Brophy. They start Laidlaw in goals, Watson, Baldwin and Smith as the back three. A midfield four of Randall, Laturi, Kenna and Harmon with Sims playing off the main strikers, White and Murray. The subs, Monroe, Purrington, Edwards, Samuel, Danda, McPhee, Williamson and Stones. Just the one change for Aberdeen. Uh, Shinny comes in for Ramadani, who's dropped out of the squad. I can only assume he is injured. It's Roos in goals. Pollock, McDonald and Scales, the back three. Midfield, McCrory, Shinny, Duncan, Clarkson and Hayes with the prolific Majowski and Duke up top. The subs for the Dons tonight. Uh, Lewis, McKenzie, Markenday, Mislovich, Watkins, Coulson, Richardson, Kennedy and... And Bavage, uh, match referee is Ewan Anderson, and on VAR it's Greg Aitken. Ramadani has played the most minutes of any outfield player in the Scottish Premiership this season. Well, so for him to be missing is uh, quite something. What a massive game that is, Dave yeah. Galloway. Uh, talk to us about that turnaround, particularly for Aberdeen. It was it was a season in crisis, you know, Darvel, El Sacchio, all the rest of it, and now really in the the driving seat for third, albeit a lot could change. Yeah, you could you could scarcely make it up, could you, Gordon? I mean, what what an impact uh, Barry Robson has had. I think uh, uh, pivotal to uh, the Dons' uh, recent revival is uh, you know bringing in uh, Pollock and McDonald, the central defenders. They've been rock solid. They're no nonsense defenders. They just they just defend. They don't try and do anything uh, fancy. Um, Ross McCrory speaking this week he says that you know Barry Robson's made a few little tweaks to the way they play and a few little tweaks to the way they do things in training I mean that has certainly steadied the ship at the back and at the front you know Majowski and Duke um, great partnership they are forging and, and they've both scored 15 goals each uh, the first uh, side since Celtic several years ago to uh, get uh, 15 goals uh, each you know one that one side has got more than two players scoring at 15 goals each in uh, in the league um, so I, th- I think that kind of says what is happening and, and you look at the fans I mentioned them already two and a half thousand here tonight uh, there were three and a half thousand at Tannadice three thousand at uh, McDermott Park so certainly you know they are on a roll but you know they still have to come out and deliver and Barry Robson has said uh, leading up to this game you know 97 98% 
it's not good enough. It's got to be 100% all the time. So we'll have to wait and see. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Well, speaking of eating, the big question, and regular listeners on a Saturday will be well aware of this theme that we have running here, Dave Galloway. Does it throw you off when it's a Friday night and you go to Dingwall? Do you still go to Wimpy, one of the only two Wimpies left in Scotland? Uh, it didn't put me off, Gordon. Yeah. I can I can exclusively reveal I uh, had a, a double quarter pounder cheese and bacon meal uh, washed down by a, a Pepsi Max. He's dedicated to the cause, this guy. Did you know that? Did you, did you know anyone that still goes to Wimpy? Sorry, Mr. Wimpy, if you're listening. No. Dave, no. now uh, you know. Where's the other one? Gilmarnock Is it? Apparently right. yeah. Wow okay. Or was there three? We got to the bottom of it one day There might have been a third But there's definitely two Gilmarnock and Dingwall And Dave never misses it Amazing Anytime he goes Sounds to as if he enjoyed himself yeah, Exactly His drinks ordered in and everything <laughs> But uh, he's got it uh, right about Barry Robson You know the, the Aberdeen fans don't want a cheap option They want the right option And uh, I think that they have Building A case for Barry Robson because you, what can you say five wins on the bounce if he makes it half a dozen tonight uh, at Dingwall then he's got Rangers that's the big finish before the split uh, as I say he's not the cheap option the way he's winning matches makes him the right option I mean if he finishes third come on close the discussion surely can yeah. yeah well absolutely but I, I, what I would say is that I think there's still a lot of big games ahead of him still unless he's done an unbelievable job he's totally turned Aberdeen's season around there's no getting away from that tonight's a big game for him if he was to lose this tonight then there's question marks over the next week's game against uh, Rangers up at Audrey. if he sure. was to lose yeah, that yeah. you know what it, it totally changes but He's done a brilliant job, and there's no, no. I'm, I'm not questioning that he, he, he will lose this game tonight. I'm just saying it can quickly turn around. Um, and Aberdeen's fans, I'm sure their opinion might turn around if they were to lose this game tonight. But he's in a fantastic position. They are in the driving seat, but he needs to keep hold of that. How, first spot. how exciting is that at the bottom, right? Because it's a home game. Yes, Aberdeen are very good, but it's a home game. Ross County will fancy. You look at the form yep. um, of Simon Murray, Jordan White, etc. If they can win it tonight, they go on to 30 points. Two ahead of Kilmarnock Who with the best will in the world Most people expect to lose to Celtic On Sunday And Dundee United There would, would be a five point gap there Should I mean should um, Dundee United Then go and get something Or go, go and beat Motherwell at Fir Park Kelly would be bottom by the time the game on Sunday comes oh. round So it is It's I was going br- to say it's brilliant at the bottom Not for those clubs But for us on the outside I think the bottom three will all lose this weekend I think oh, Mother will beat Dundee United I think Celtic will beat Kilmarnock uh, And Ross County will tonight. lose but, tonight to Aberdeen But Where's your sense out. of drama man? No, Come no, on. no no But look out for the late drama St Johnston Who are not Listen. Not doing well at all I was almost about to say that That this this weekend could totally turn it and could drag St Johnston right. And if Livingston were to beat St Johnston again, it's all high. They're having a tough time as yep, well, aren't they? But again, they need to win this weekend. Yeah. For, I've said it before. They need to win this weekend to get into the top six. So it's make a break for them. Um, and again, I think it's a huge opportunity for Ross County. They're playing mm. first up this weekend. If they get three points in the board, they'll feel really good about themselves. Um, and they'll get this all that big gap away from Dundee United. Mm. We're so, going to bring in Andy in Bears Den, and he's coming up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell are here. We're about to bring in Andy in Bears Den. Let me quickly give you tonight's full time teaser, though. It's a good one. Uh, I like it a lot, and it's tough but doable. Thank you to Robert for sending it in. 
On that usual email address Which is Fulltime At Clyde1.com Robert would like you two To name Let's go for seven Seven players Out with the old firm To score a hat-trick In the Scottish Premiership So the last seven Can you name the last seven players Out with the old firm To score a Scottish Premiership Hat-trick Martin Boyle no, would you believe that was you're thinking the the cup, uh-huh. aren't you? So Va- close, but no cigar. Yes, against Ross County uh, in October earlier this season. Kevin Van Veen, scorer of many goals, um, he's flying, isn't he, Hugh? Oh, uh, terrific! I mean, he's going for thirty now. You know, the last <sighs> Motherwell player to score thirty in a season was the the great Dixie Dean, uh, Shankland. Yes, against Celtic. Remember it? What a game that yeah. was! Had a bit of everything. Okay, one more guess. Any more for any more? Why are you just staring at the Nubly. league table? Is that going to help you? Nubly? No. No. Hugh, one more quick. Give me a guess and we'll move on if you don't get it. Okay, silence. You can play along at home as always. Give me a shout if you think you've got the answers quicker than the pundits. Uh, and if you'd like to be the one responsible for sending the question in, we'd love to have it full time. At Clyde1.com Andy is in Bears Den Take it away Andy Hi there panel Hope you're all well Thank you Yeah so my my point tonight Was uh, about refereeing in Scotland And I'm just a bit miffed About a few different things I mean we've seen pundits come out Recently Who were all for VAR Now kind of regretting it Or, or wishing we could go back Um now my my issue with it, the whole situation with refereeing is that before VAR we had uh, all the conversations about part time refereeing and should we have full time referees, and then we've you know seen VAR and uh, how it's been implemented in different competitions, different leagues, and we've decided to to implement that here and spend a lot of money on that. Now for me it seems a bit baffling that they've not went down the route of getting referees full time first because you're now increasing the workload you've got I'm sure the, the to practice being good at VAR is that you have to sit down and, and watch scenarios and uh, to, to get better at spotting these clear and obvious errors um, and these referees are still on part time basis and I was thinking that should we is it now the time that we, we get referees on a full time basis um, or should it have been Full-time referees first before before um, putting uh, VR implemented. Um, I just wondered what the panel thought of that. Let me give you a personal view on this. My son and grandson are season ticket holders at Brighton and Hove Albion, and Brighton and Hove Albion <laughs> have will be happy this week. <laughs> they, they, they have had three separate apologies this season for. Mistakes that have cost Brighton nine points, and the loss of those nine points to mistakes made by full-time referees will, in all likelihood, cost Brighton a, a Champions League spot, and therefore the opportunity to make tens of millions of pounds. So, Andy, the presumption that full-time referees necessarily means you'll get better decisions and fewer mistakes. It's simply not true. And mistakes so bad that, as you say, they've they've had to be apologised for. So we're not talking these sort of marginal, debatable, 
Um, matters of opinion We're talking absolute Howling mistakes yeah. that, that need apologise for And English football If you, you watch it Every Saturday night You'll see the same mistakes Getting made all the time By full time referees And there's one other Practical reason why It won't happen Andy Because Scottish football Can't afford that End of I'm so torn on this Cammy Every time it comes up Because yep. Andy sounds to me Like a logical fella mm-hmm. Right And it's perfectly logical If you do something full time Compared to part time You'll be better at it Right yep. I get that But as Hugh said I would feel much more comfortable About the notion If I didn't turn on my telly Every Saturday night And see full time referees With 25 odd VAR cameras Making mistakes The exact same Arguably at times Worse Now the, the PGMOL Or whatever they're called yeah. You know a lot of praise For the, the way they communicate And yeah. great And maybe we could learn from that And they come out and apologise but you can only apologise if you actually make the mistakes in the first place. I'd, I'd love it. I'd, I'd love to be able to watch a league where I think, oh, these refs are magnificent. Brilliant. We should do that. I just have never seen it. Yeah, and I, uh, I agree. Listen, see if our refs won't fit enough, then that'd be one of the reasons I'd be saying yes, go full time, get them fitter. But I believe the referees can absolutely keep up with play. Um, it's the decisions, as you say, that down south all the referees are full time. They still get a lot of decisions wrong. Um, down the, the the hard thing for me is. Part time and full time, right? If you're full time, you can't practice being a referee because none, not two decisions are the exact same. No two circumstances, you can't create mm. fouls that are the exact same. Everyone is absolutely different. And uh, but I get what Andy's coming from because Andy's saying, you know, the, you know, the more scenarios you look at in terms of what's a clear and obvious error. But remember, we're only allowed to introduce VAR, Andy. If our officials have watched the FIFA approved number of. Incidents, you know, or have clocked up the mileage, clocked up the right amount of hours. So it's not, you know, we've not, you're not allowed to just cut corners on that stuff because FIFA oversee the full thing. Yeah, but would, would is it not an ongoing thing? Would you not like? It's not like surely the the oh you you've done your 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 hours. That's it. You know, um, surely the there must be an ongoing. Sure, but that's what I'm saying. But whatever the ongoing process is, they will do it. I, I, honestly, Andy, I am partly on board with you here because. I like to think logically If you do something full time You'll be better at it But I mean, do, do you think The English Premier League referees Are much better than ours For instance Or, or have you got a, a league in mind Or when you watch International football Do you feel like That the standard is Vastly superior Well I certainly think That the in international football It's uh, a higher standard I think one of the things though, For that though is, is the kind of Game management Of the time you know, the I know it's a lot of people were were annoyed with the and not more of minutes added on at the end of the games, but it makes sense, you know, the celebrations and and uh, you know, when the ball goes out for a throw in, these are seconds that are taken up and they all add up. So I I do kinda of like that side of the international refereeing. But I I think it's more just it's it's like we now it got Referees concentrating on on being good referees and getting better at making decisions, but they're also having to learn the software and 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 spend their time on that. And it's like they're now, we're now kind of spreading spreading out the the uh, resources. The yeah, but that, they yeah, have the they have the software in England as well. I mean, it's well, you, I think Andy's point in terms of like using using your time. So I do, I do get that, but then. You know they have they, they had to recruit more referees, or, and then more cat two referees became cat one yeah. referees. You know they they had to do that. That was part You're of. You're dealing with a part of the world that 
holds decisions against referees And Kevin Clancy is the latest example People believe that these decisions are taken Because the referee is biased in favour of one club And biased against another club And once we get fed up talking about full-time referees The argument will then move over to Bring in European referees to, to referee these games It's all based on... That would be my that would be my fear because I get I keep saying it and he's it's perfectly logical, but I've, I I can see it. I can imagine tomorrow some money man came in, dropped a big bag of cash off a yeah. hand in tonight and said, "There you go, make all your refs full time." In two years' time, you two will be here. You'll be approaching your hundredth <laughs> birthday, yeah, and we will get calls going. What a shambles How can our full time refs be so yeah. bad they, We just would I we don't guarantee know, it we would I don't know who Andy supports But I would have a guess That this is all going back to A disallowed <laughs> goal at Celtic Park last weekend It's not all going back to that It's, a, it's just in general I've, I always kind of found it baffling When we, we said we were bringing in VAR Yet we were already mm. having conversations about referees not being full time, and if they were full time, you might get better quality refereeing. So what? Did, was, what, uh, pre- what precisely put it into your mind tonight? Then, if it's not nah, about to be, fair, well, to be fair, I think the standards of refereeing, you know, has been questioned all season so long. How, so I think how do we actually make it better? What What is the answer? Do we can we improve VAR? Mm. We've, obviously, there's been question marks. Could ex players go in and and help out yeah. and give their opinion, or could the train ex try and entice ex players to become again, referees? You know, again, I get that logically. You think of someone that knows the game, but also every time I pick up a paper, turn on the TV, or listen to the radio, I hear loads of ex players talking absolute nonsense different opinions, about yeah. VAR yeah. or and having also, opinions. Uh, Cammy, you played for Rangers. Yep. You, you know the lie of the land here. Yeah. A former Rangers player doing a Celtic game or a former Celtic player doing a Rangers game, it's simply they would not be believed that the country can't handle Mm. this kind of thing. And and like like it does, you mentioned that you've got personal experience. You know, I heard, I can't remember TV or radio or whatever, you know, a Brighton fan on saying that, you know, referees have have cost us, they've literally cost us our, our Champions League place. And Full-time rest didn't fix it And neither did your 25 plus VAR cameras Fair play to Andy He's more understanding than I am Because I feel like every time I watch a Scotland game The referee is hopeless Maybe that's just when I allow my bias uh, To come out in it So And I you know, watched the World Cup And again I genuinely saw some Really yeah. really bizarre stuff There's only one solution for this country It will not be full-time referees Can't afford it It will not be European referees That's a slur on those who work here It will simply be a better working mm. arrangement with Clydesdale House and uh, hopefully in time better mm. decision making than we have so far witnessed because Ian Maxwell, the chief executive of the SFA said there'd be three months of teething problems. Well, mm. we're six months in now and it's mm. just as bad. I've always said that though. I think even that was just daft because for certain things, you know, like the time it takes and whatever, fine. But go back to your your Brighton one. Your your yeah. ap- an yeah. apology, a decision so bad. It's nothing to do with teething problems. They've had it for ages. People are human. They're going to make mistakes. As they say in the barras, <laughs> not one apology, not two apologies, <laughs> three apologies to Brighton for nine points dropped because of mistakes. Maybe you can un- and maybe we could do the unthinkable and unite on this stuff. Think about it, you Rangers and Celtic fans. Think of that handball <laughs> that Conor Goldson got penalised for in the qualifiers. Ludicrous. Look at the handballs that Matt Riley got penalised for in the burnabout. Like I I don't see that much difference. But I wish we did because then 
Then I'd be much more convinced You could go right Hopefully who's the next lottery winner Get in here Give us the money Make the refs full time And you'll put shows like this Out of a job Because everyone will agree With every decision then I would like to see journalists Become referees Oh, oh here we go Roger Hanna and me no, Handling the next door no, no, firm no, I, don't think I, so. I think if they communicated better With the media clubs sure. As referees As a group mm-hmm. After games I think that would help slightly And, and mm-hmm. England have started to do that I know they're Issuing apologies mm-hmm. But there's also yeah. consequences Getting put on referees Down in England as well If Absolutely. they are making mistakes they'll get. It's the same as mm-hmm. a player If I made a mistake as a player I could be sitting on the bench and The next game That's good But it's also different isn't it Because it's not necessarily Limiting the number of mistakes it's just about dealing with them when, yeah. they, when they come along Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree with that And it's just, as I say, I think there's got to be If there's consequences mm. on mistakes And they come out and say, look, he's human, he's made a mistake But there's a consequence, he's not going to referee He's going to be a fourth official in next week's fixture list Brian says, I'm not convinced full-time makes one better I know and have known some very impressive operators Who work part-time Is the point here not skills set, says Brian So there we go, thank you Andy You've got everyone going anyway on a Friday night Your teaser tonight was Can you name the last seven players Non-old firm To score a Premiership hat-trick You've given me Van Veen And Shankland anymore Curtis Main No Eamon Brophy No Duke No No Mayowski No One more guess Stevie May No Alright we'll leave it there uh, We're going back to about 2019 If that helps For, oh, the, for the seven Well right, to, okay. to, to incorporate the full seven uh, Speaking of Lauren Shankland See where I'm going here yep. Edinburgh Derby Tomorrow oh, yeah. I mean They're all big for different reasons Why is this one big? Well first of all Hearts have sacked a manager Because He lost five games On the bounce And those five games Endangered Hearts Finishing In third place And Getting the European money That is so vital And he was Got rid of For that reason And that reason alone And Stephen Naismith Will be judged On his ability to guarantee Hearts third place and that European money. And if he doesn't do it, then his inexperience uh, will be taken into account, but it might cost him the chance to succeed Robbie Nielsen on a full-time basis. By the same token, Lee Johnson has lost four on the bounce for Hibs. If he were to lose to that heart side tomorrow at Easter Road, Hibs not having won an Edinburgh derby since 2019... Then I think he would come under severe pressure Because I think he talks a great game Lee Johnson He is wonderful for my profession But he's not so wonderful a manager For Hibs so far Yeah I agree I just think it's such a huge game for both clubs um, It probably turns the rest of the season For both clubs here I think this game tomorrow um, If Hibs were to win they then become in the mix again and right behind Hearts. Whereas, listen, they've been, they've been, there's been such a big gap between Hibs and Hearts for a while. Um, but again, if Hearts were to win, it puts the pressure right on Lee Johnson, but it also puts Hearts right beside Aberdeen, where they want to be. They want to finish third, and it's a great start for Stephen Naismith. So, it's such an important game Hibs, for me. Hibs lose, and Livy win at home against St Johnston. Livy top six. Hibs bottom six Now mm. going into yep. the final game before the split That's not what the, the Hibs fans need Livy's budget Set against Hibs budget Would make you laugh So Lee Johnson cannot afford To slip up tomorrow against Hearts And Hearts budget against St Mirren's budget Would make you laugh And, and Livy's And yeah. on, and on and on we go Because St Mirren will obviously Look on paper they've got a tough task going to, to Ibrox But they're right on Hearts 
entail What have you made Let's let's round off a crazy week if you like For for Hearts What have you made Certainly latterly I think we're over the, the sacking of Robbie Nielsen yep. Probably a lot's been said on that But Stephen Naismith certainly made, making his mark isn't he it didn't surprise me that um, Stephen Naismith got the job He's obviously been in there as B manager And for me that was always going to be Hearts' progression Was to get him in there He's in the Scottish um, coaching set up with Steve Clark, So he's learning his trade through that He'd been interviewed for the St Mirren job Before Stephen Robinson got it he nearly, I think he actually got offered that job um, Turned it down because the terms weren't right So I've always think he's had his eye on the Hearts job And Hearts have always had him as the progression um, When Robbie Nielsen left I was surprised Robbie left um, But now it's the opportunity that Stephen wanted He wants to be a manager He's um, For me he's done the right path He's he's in with the Scotland coaching setup. He's in with a hugely successful manager And Steve Clark um, Learning a lot of him So um, I, I'm not surprised you, that this has happened. You overlap with him a bit at Kilmarnock. Yeah, no, I played with Easy right from from a youth, um, right throughout until oh, I right, left okay. to go to Rangers. Exact same age. He was my best friend actually at Kilmarnock, so I still speak to him. Um, yeah, and he's he's a very intelligent guy. He was always an intelligent footballer when he played. Um, really intelligent guy, and he's always wanted to coach and path. He was delighted to get involved with Scotland because he knew it would develop him as a coach and as a manager going forward. And he, when I spoke to him about going, he was with Hearts first team for a period and he just didn't feel as if he had enough time on the pitch to, to make his own mark. So that's why he stepped into the B team because he was manager. He wanted to be a manager going forward and that was his. he seen that as a better progression rather than being behind um, mm-hmm. Lee McCulloch as assistant. I read the headlines this morning with uh, Stephen Naismith saying everything has to change here. Meetings have to change The way players are treated has to change The players have been coasting And that's why they haven't uh, won any of their last five games And I thought, well, okay, you've come in You are making a big impression I wonder how Robbie Nielsen feels when he's reading these words But it's not about Robbie now It's about whether Stephen Naismith can get the holy grail of third place And he certainly sounds like a man committed to doing just that I wouldn't want to be If I had to choose a pair of shoes tomorrow <laughs> I'd rather have Stephen Naismith's shoes Than Lee Johnson's You two will be a similar size I think But I, I, I think his style <laughs> Lee Johnson He did that camel coat Earlier in the season didn't he Beautiful yeah. I don't think he's got the hush puppies like you I think he'll have something A bit more out there He, he waffles a bit like me as well <laughs> Well listen I'm glad you said it What about this teaser then Looking for the last seven Non-old firm players to score a Premiership hat-trick Van Veen and Shankland have both done it this season Stephen McLean? No, there is one more from this season though We were maybe just talking about his team We were maybe and In fact, we've even mentioned the very fixture Earlier in the show Because it was quite a significant fixture It had knock-on effects For a manager Oh, it's the 6-0 game And it is Who scored three for Hibs that day? Uh Nisbet Well No But Nisbet is it's also is, is on the oh, list Oh there you go Well done Hugh so, Okay Can you think who it was? Oh um, He's actually been Decent goal return this season He's not an out and out striker He's not Martin Boyle He's not Kevin Nisbet So who is it? Come on Who's the only other Hibs player That's It's not Eli Eli Ewan McKee No oh. uh, Campbell Josh yes, Campbell Josh Campbell Okay we'll try Being the keyword And get the remaining three next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 Clyde One Super scoreboard Just kicking off 
in Dingwall for Ross County against Aberdeen We'll keep an eye on it Bring you up to speed on anything that happens in the opening stages And hopefully about to round off uh, Nearly on this full-time teaser Looking for the last seven non-old firm Hat-trick scorers in the Scottish Premiership Kevin Van Veen, Lauren Shankland, Josh Campbell And Kevin Nisbet have all done it this season It's quite some going Kyle Lafferty Wonderful Hugh Evans. well done Lyndon Dykes Okay, okay Somebody's been working hard during the break Already you've only got one to get I love the direct approach from Ross County Kick off <laughs> Back to the centre back Bluters it To use the technical term Up the pitch and it goes out for a corner kick And the chance to really uh, put a bit of pressure on early First impressions though Hugh Before we, there's much to take away from the game What a terrific travelling support that looks Correct. like from Aberdeen Absolutely jam-packed full all looking like they're having a good old time And creating a real atmosphere there Now, I mean, th- th- this was a club That was on the verge of insurrection Not so very long ago When they lost that 6-0 game at Easter Road When um, Jim Goodwin was got rid of Immediately afterwards uh, And Barry Robson has come in And steadied the ship And then some Five wins on the bounds If he gets number six tonight His chances increase uh, if he beats Rangers next weekend, he's a shoe in. See, speaking of lively Friday night football, I've just seen some footage coming in from the Junior Cup. Do you know who's playing tonight? Oh, Glenn Afton v Cumnock oh, in the Junior that Cup will be lively. on a Friday night. Oh, it looks lively. I, could I must admit, it really does. Um, so we'll keep a wee eye on that one as well. And of course, Championship action: Queens Park v Hamilton. Talk about the business end. Oh, hold on chance Ross County Oh well blocked Simon yeah. Murray He's going for his 100th career goal In Scottish football He's on 99 Going for number 100 And, and he's in there uh, he's A former teammate of mine's And listen he's, he's a brilliant He's a really good lad But also works ever so mm-hmm. hard I've used it, the phrase before In commentary He chases pigeons That's what he would do For the team um, He just works so hard And I think he creates So many chances Because he does that But you can see the way Ross County have set up already A long ball up to Jordan White To make it really uncomfortable For the Aberdeen defence And just play off of that Yeah the Aberdeen defence Look already Two and a half minutes in Like they know they're in a game Cammy Bell Yeah And, and they're, they're playing to their strengths Ross County Because Jordan White's a handful up front They've got a guy who's willing to run off it And pick up seconds Ah um, It looks here, an open game Here is what can happen Because Aberdeen almost picking Ross County off In the counter attack they yeah. Great start Committed so many bodies forward uh, And in the championship tonight Who's going to win that league now Hugh? We're, we're close We're really really yeah, close I think Dundee will do it um, Queen's Park have faltered badly uh, They've got a, a great chance tonight though Because uh, they've got the Ackies Who just have had a very odd season And if Queen's Park don't win tonight Then they've thrown everything away yeah, for me, I you think... You watch a lot of championship, Cammy, come I on, do. Yeah, tell us. I think at the moment, um, Dundee are in a, a good position. I think they've got an experienced squad. They've got guys that have been there and done it. And I think that's helped them in this business end of the uh, season. Queen's Park, a young, young team. Um, and they've struggled. They've, they've, they've stumbled over the line. I just think Dundee are going to be strong enough. Partick are on a fantastic run. Um, new manager bounce But he's continued it Chris They Dillon. left themselves Too much to do The Thistle What are they Six points Four games to go uh, 
yeah, yeah, I would probably say yes, but you would never say never in the championship. They're all difficult games. I think they're going to be in a really good position for the playoffs. So if you've got momentum going into the playoffs, then that's the key thing. Um, build that momentum. Make sure you're winning games. And I genuinely think if Partick Thistle get in the playoffs and continue the form that they're in, they could give the Premiership side a really good game. Ten points separating the top six. We're on the 14th of April Only four games to go So it does just show you how tight that league is And how exciting the running is going to be We've obviously discussed Hibs Hearts at length And it deserves it We know Rangers, St Mirren, Kelly Celtic How's the picture at the bottom then looking Hugh If you you take Dundee United I mean on paper Run of form and all the rest of it You'd really fancy Motherwell at home to, To beat Dundee United You just wonder when it gets to this stage about Cause and need You know for a victory Motherwell can know they're safe And with the best will in the world They play Celtic next Probably probably won't make top six And Dundee United are desperate Does that ever influence a game? I think Stuart Kettlewell Is too proud of what he's done So far to lose to Dundee United When he became the interim manager Motherwell and Dundee United Were down at the bottom Separated only by goal difference That put Motherwell above Dundee United They are now 11 points away from Dundee United Now that's of course Credit to the players And Kevin Van Veen in particular But it's also credit to Someone who came in And showed straight away That he was going to be A sound choice A safe pair of hands And that's a Proved to be the case So I, I, I think that Motherwell will win that game I don't think any of the bottom three Will win over the course of the weekend And the one I'm really looking for tomorrow Livy against St Johnston Because if St Johnston Flop They're in this relegation dogfight They really are I mean when Kevin Van Veen's around It feels like anything's possible At the moment Cammy's on one of those runs He's got 18 for the season that's So 18 out Oh, oh, and Ro- oh, oh Ross County With an unbelievable chance I think it was A bit of a miss kick in the box Maybe Quite second ball. chance Of Maybe asking handball. Shouts for a handball Are we going to get VAR drama um, He's got 18 goals For the season Now Motherwell Have only scored 42 in total I'm going to get A stato on this There can't be many teams Anywhere in Britain Who've got one player responsible for a higher percentage of their league goals? Surely, yeah, he's been he's been incredible and so important for Motherwell, and that that's why they've got out the position they have. Hard work, but also Van Veen's goals. He's he's a for me he's a brilliant all round player. Um, uh, yeah, and, and Motherwell would just be desperate to keep a hold of him um, because in that form, just seeing that, uh, that decision that, back, that sharp intake of breath is because. I would imagine the referee in Dingwall is about to go over to the monitor and is about to award a penalty kick. Look, you've been through this many times. It's harsh because the ball's kicked at pace and we feel sorry for players. But Cammy, it's a save you'd have been proud of, really. Is it not? I think he's playing on. Uh, he's not giving it. He's not giving it. That's amazing. Well, I, oh, I, right. I've only seen that once, so maybe I've overreacted, yeah. but I thought it was an outstretched arm quite clearly. Again, they didn't show a, a close replay, but I totally agree with you. I think from that first angle that we've seen, it looks as if, and it is a harsh one, but he's making his body bigger. So his arms are outstretched and it hits his arm from no distance at all. And but on we go round in circles, wow. Hugh, because everybody keeps saying they would like to see fewer handballs given. Yeah. But it's hard to celebrate that If you think that isn't in line With what you've already seen this season uh, It looks astonishing to me But the, my immediate thought here Is that Ross County Have got Aberdeen rattled And it started with going Route 1 from the kickoff, 
and Aberdeen just can't get any composure at the back and the two up front who have been praised to the skies all season long they look as if they'd rather be somewhere well, else I'll tell you what I need, I need to see it again yeah. um, but I'd, I'd like to know what Malky Mackay's thinking because you remember how upset he was at the Jota handball yeah, that yeah, Ross yeah. County got against them um, not the Jota handball the Jota penalty sorry yeah um, but so again we've not seen it in a close up So it's, it's uh, it I must seemed, admit I'm feeling pretty confident uh, yeah, we saw, we I, I just feel, right I, feel the first. I don't feel as confident Because the referee dismissed it quite quickly Malky, so, We do wacky things though Malky McKay, Get the full time refs in Malky, <laughs> Malky's the, the, the manager Who said earlier in the, the month That he thought that VAR Would be responsible for losing people their jobs He also described the decision That went against them at Ibrox Earlier in the season as inexplicable so yeah I'd be interested to hear What Malky has to say After this If Aberdeen win But Aberdeen are truly Rattled By the Ross County Approach to this game There's been some Start in this game It's been an incredible pace From both teams Again Ross County look right up for it They know what's at stake um, They've been As you say Trying to rattle um, Aberdeen But Aberdeen look very threatening On the counter attack as well So it's been a brilliant start it has indeed Right let's round off This full time teaser then You're doing Okay You've got one to get We need the last Seven Non-old firm players To score a Scottish Premiership hat-trick You've got Van Veen Shankland Nisbet You've got Josh Campbell Kyle Lafferty And Lyndon Dykes One more And it is so tough Honestly it, we, I think we could be here Till midnight Well Let's start the clues Clues then. yeah Come on The hat-trick came For Hibs he used to play for Motherwell. He's currently at Exeter City. And the only other club I've missed from his CV is Hull. Can't even think him. Initials? Yep. Is that Star sign, shoe size, uh-huh. JS. No, silence. John Sutton. Nope. Just have to put you out your misery, I think. Stockley. No, no, you're thinking Jaden Stockley. Yeah. No, 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 no. James Scott. Oh, oh nah. nah never, never got that. Never. Right, still nil-nil. Ross County, Aberdeen. Maybe a hint of handball drama early on. We'll keep an eye on that. And tomorrow, what a day it's going to be. Make sure you join us from two o'clock, and we'll have the usual fun of a Saturday afternoon. GBX is up next. <laughs>